0: chapter eighteen of the silver princess in oz by ruth Plummy thompson this librivox recording is in the public domain chapter eighteen the red jinn restored word of his return had quickly spread through the red jinn's vast dominions and when jinnicky and his guests descended next morning a whole loyal black legion were cheering from the courtyard and lined up along the shore after Gludwig had seized the castle and enslaved the household, the rest of the natives had fled for their lives, refusing to stay or acknowledge the red-wigged impostor as their ruler. Now that Jennicky was restored and safely at home again, their joy knew no bounds. Appearing briefly on one of the castle balconies, the Red gen made one of his best and merriest speeches, telling of his experiences and assuring his faithful flock that Gludwick was gone and would trouble them no more. To prove his statement he pointed to the fallen figure in the cabbage-patch. Glubdo, fearing Jinnicky's anger, had already left for an unknown destination, and now there was nothing to do but restore the kingdom to its former cheerful status and prosperity. While the Red Jinn, Kabumpo and Randy, and Nina breakfasted happily on the terrace, a willing delegation marched off to the ruby mines to release ali Babble, the courtiers and servants from their long servitude the miners who had taken their place in the castle and army were only too willing to return to the mines for with jinnicky back in power their hours were short their wages high and each miner had his own cozy cottage and garden The petrified miners who had served in the army that issued out to capture Randy and Kabumpo were stood along the highway to act as signposts and also as warnings to all of the hard fate awaiting those who lent their ears to treachery and their arms to rebellion. Randy could hardly contain himself while all these necessary matters were attended to. The young monarch spent nearly all his time arranging and rearranging the cushions on jinnicky's throne, where Planetti still lay in complete beauty and insensibility. Kabumpo was almost as bad, pacing anxiously between the throne and the terrace where Thun had been carried by fifty interested blacks. "'Even if I cannot bring them back to life and activity, they are a handsome addition to any castle,' puffed jinnicky, sinking down at last on one of his red lacquer sofas and fanning himself rapidly with his lid oh my mercy me don't look at me that way my boy of course i'll do my best and double best but suppose my best is not good enough oh it will be declared kabumpo giving the red jinn a little pat on the back with his trunk i'll bet on your red magic any day in the year look at the way that elixir saved randy from the magic staff where is planetti's staff by the way sort of dangerous to leave it about it's locked up safely in my iron cabinet said jennicky closing one eye so you really think i'm good old kovoskis better even than the wizard of oz eh oh much asserted the elegant elephant waggling his head positively all right then leave me leave me begged the red gen fairly pushing them out of the throne room i've ordered all my magic brought to me here and i'll stay till this pretty little princess and her charger come out of this metal trance my mercy me trance in trance in trancing (laughs) i've an idea there my boys Bouncing off the sofa, Jenikey skipped over to the princess of another planet. "'Oh, Kabumpo, do you really think he has?' whispered Randy, as he and the elegant elephant hurried through the door of the throne room and closed it softly behind them. End of chapter 18